We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Blade and Kirk, and as always, by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, in Matthew Spineauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today, as we are, of course, going to recap this week's slate of NFL games. And for those games that we don't hit, make sure you tune in to our AMP Live. It'll be happening Wednesday this week, and we're going to recap all the games that we missed there, as well as uh, do our Stay Hot Locks and other things and of course we'll also be doing youtube live to recap things as well the monday night and sunday night games but before we get into that matt theo how are you guys doing today i'm doing all right i'm uh excited about my south carolina gamecocks defeating tennessee on it's Saturday. one carolina team I, you can be excited about at least it's one carolina team i can be excited about i'm stunned about how good rattler played dude he was a different animal <laughs> he has been so bad all year and then he just turned it on last game so shout out to him it was he crazy i went to take a, i went to take a shower like just like a hot long shower and decompress and i come out and i look at my tv i'm like three touchdowns in one quarter what happened? There's nothing Mickey Mouse about those touchdowns. He was airing it out. I, he's yeah. like a random number generator quarterback. It's like roll a six <laughs> and you're good. Roll a one. Like there's nothing about him that's the same week to uh, week. It's just like disaster class, master class, you know, somewhere in between. It's just a complete spin the wheel and, and let's see what we get. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that I, I watched that game and. You, you couldn't help but be impressed by the guy. I mean, man. And then Hendon yeah. Hooker tore his ACL, which is obviously terrible. And yeah. Tennessee's- I was going to talk so much trash on Twitter. And then I didn't, <laughs> yeah, and then and you just can't. Like it. <laughs> but it it's is. okay. But we, it's been a great hope, couple couple days for sports. I woke up this morning. I watched the World Cup game, um, the opener, Qatar versus Ecuador. Qatar played that? probably the worst you know, soccer game I've ever seen anyone play in my life. That was hilariously bad. And uh, yeah, then it ended and football got going. I could get used to this. So I know a lot of our listeners don't care about soccer. I know a lot of my co-hosts don't. It's a bad take. (laughs) I watched. 
You watched? You watched? Yeah, I watched. Good. I did. Good. You should play. It's it's a good sport, man. It is. It the World Cup is is worthy. It's people say nothing goes on, and I think that's just a, a horrible take to say nothing happens in soccer, and then they'll turn on like a NFL football game where there is quite literally 10 minutes of like moving parts combined. <laughs> like you can like the, you can like the NFL more than so I of course do, but to say nothing happens in a soccer game, I'm going to go watch the NFL is like, just, I, I think, I think the, the knack isn't even that nothing happens. It's just that I think people are used to sports that are more high scoring and when you can get like an hour into a game and it still be zero zero, I don't know a single sport like another sport where that happens frequently. No, but here's the thing about soccer is it's a running clock. So once yeah. the game starts, it's it's 45 minutes like and you're done. It can be zero zero or three zero at the end of the first quarter and no one blinks an eye. And that's like the same as like a half of soccer. You give a, you make all touchdowns one point and you give like NFL football a running clock. And I guarantee you games are ending, you know, two, one, three, two. Yeah. I think the problem with it and and why I don't care, because I don't like soccer as much as I like football. I mean, obviously there's kind of a physicality, uh, (laughs) like that is in NFL football that's not in soccer. And I think different things happen more often in soccer. Like there's obviously headers and free kicks and a lot of different things, but the kind of just chaos that NFL football has where weird shit happens all the time. Football is King at that, where just stuff you've never seen before happens a lot. And (laughs) soccer is kind of the same mechanics over and and over again i feel like that to me is the main it's not that nothing happens it's not that you know there's no action for 45 minutes i love that there's no ads and i love the environment but um there's no ads in soccer no i got them on the jerseys man they got them on the jerseys right there's no ads inside the game starts zero zero there's a running clock there's no ads until halftime there's an ad halftime show ad and then it goes to the end of the game Bladen, how are you stunned by this? How are you stunned by this? Again, he, have you? I mean, do, I mean, do you not even know? Like, I've never watched a soccer game on TV before, and yet you slander soccer, and you're in the replies like, "I'm not watching this." You've never even seen the. There's I no wasn't ads. slander. I wasn't slandering it. I, I just said I wasn't watching. All I, I said slander. was, "I'm not watching." Come on, this is a little gaslighty from you, Bladen. No, I said, I said I wasn't watching it. Am I? Do I have to watch it now? Are you making me watch it? But <laughs> Spain is my pick to win the World Cup. Um, whatever. That, forever, whatever. That's where you But let's talk about a real sport, uh, NFL football, <laughs> with people hitting guys. And yeah. yeah. Shout out the World Cup, though. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the code STAYHOT for free shipping and 20% off. Think your holiday spread is good? 
it's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn a 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop off your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. As if this wasn't enough, it's time to do the dishes with Manscaped's shower products. Lather some of Manscaped's refined body wash on their brand new body buffer and give yourself the lather and rinse your body deserves. Lose the loofah and exfoliate your mates. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STAYHOT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use code STAYHOT. That's one word, all caps. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. It was a very interesting day in NFL football, as it almost always is. The Eagles eked another game out. The Giants' marvelous run. And really, if we're just looking at the NFC East. It's the Eagles eke one out. The Giants have this have had this crazy run to start the season. They're insanity. Their insanity <laughs> run. run. It's over. And then the Dallas Cowboys throttle, just complete run through the Minnesota Vikings in every way, shape, and form. And then Washington, I think, you know, we we've kind of not talked about them a lot this year. At some point, a discussion needs to be had about uh, their legitimacy and just how good that team might actually be. Thea, which team do you think is the most relevant to start off with? Let's start with Dallas. I mean, they won 40 to three. And I think my take on this is my favorite team in the NFC. I think that's my take right now. I, the Eagles are obviously great. They're eight and one, you know, they've had a bit of a tough go of it these last three weeks, but you get everybody's best effort when you're on top. They've played Thursday night, you know, they've played on Monday night, lots of maybe like these primetime games with teams really giving it their all. Um, you know, if you win, you win, but Dallas to me is a little bit better than Philly. I, I think they might be with Dak. I think they've got a better defense and a better quarterback. They've got a better pass rush, just a a more complete front seven. Um, maybe their secondary isn't as good, but Trayvon Diggs has been like turning into that true kind of deserving all pro type of dude this season who is, has been really consistent from, from week one to week 17. Yeah. And, and you look at like Dallas and, and all the positions you'd consider of like utmost important, you need a corner, you need an edge rusher, a left tackle, a quarterback, a wide receiver, right? Dallas has, you know, (laughs) pro bowlers at all of those positions and they're getting Tyron Smith back in December, most likely. And they've, they can put up, not only can they run it like as good as any team in the league, like Pollard and Zeke is an electric one-two punch, right? Who you, they put Zeke in at the goal line when Pollard wasn't right, like quite plunging in, 
And in between the 20s, like Pollard was just kind of electric. So they've got a really good running game. Tyler Smith moves body. Their their line is is quite good. Tyler Smith is better than everyone thought he would be right away. And you're getting uh, Tyron Smith back later in the year. And I mean, they're they're just a buzzsaw. Their front seven is just a complete buzzsaw. They stunt. They've got better players than you, and they've got a better coordinator than you. Like Dan Quinn is is that dude. The stunts yeah. they run, they run them all the time. It's just so tough to deal with when you've got that much movement and that much to think about when also they are more physical. So you've got this great defense. You've got this great front seven. You've got a number one shutdown corner. Um, their other, as we saw in the Packer game, that that other corner spot outside alongside Diggs is definitely a bit of a question mark, and they might not be able to hold up in in man coverage all the time. But man, like their their front just gets there so fast that like it, it's tough to hold onto the ball and expose them a lot of the time. So if they can get a guy like Odell and have Gallup and Odell and CD Lamb, like I do think their wide receiving core needs a little bit more depth. But to me, Dak is someone I trust. If you had, you played a, a better game today than like any quarterback has all year to come in against an eight and one Vikings team. And just, I mean, he didn't miss his only misses came under pressure when he wasn't pressured. He literally did not miss today and had probably the most efficient game of the season from any quarterback. Obviously they put up 49 against, um, you know, 49 against the, the bears the other day, since he's come back from injury, he's been pretty lights out. He threw two picks against the Packers where miscommunications on the route with CD lamb that happens sometimes, but right. I mean, he's been pretty unconscious otherwise. And when you got a quarterback like that and a defense like that, and the offensive infrastructure is rolling, Mike McCarthy scares me. I still think that he, you know, he is cape. I know he is capable of terrorizing you. <laughs> he is capable of 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 selling at the end. But man, right. on paper, this this it's the same thing we said last year. It's like, dude, Dallas, like at all levels, they're I mean, really how many, good. How many and years then, have we said this in a row? This right, and then, and then they ran into <laughs> this is the Cowboys, right? And then they ran into Shanahan, and the 49ers are another team that I I might I hold in a really high regard, and I think they could really go on a run much like they did last year, but. Yeah, I'm definitely not like, oh, my God, this is really it for Dallas. I'm a little dubious, but I from a talent standpoint, all f- like kind of five units. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but I think they might be better than Philly and I might like them better than Philly. The the only thing I could see is like Philly has so many options with what they could like. They have the best offensive line and, and what Jalen Hurts can do with his legs gives them so many options on offense to where, like, for most of this game, the Colts had it. Like, they were up two possessions. They probably should have won this game. But when when you when you give the, the Eagles enough possessions, you just give them enough chances, they're eventually just going to figure it out. And and that's that's the thing, is I think in a, in a similar situation, I don't know if Dallas has the resources to necessarily figure it out the way that Philly does. I think Philly just has more resources available to them offensively. I disagree. I disagree. I think they're like, maybe their line isn't quite as good, but I mean, when it comes to to the different types of runs and, and kind of the variety of their offense, maybe Kellen Moore is a little bit more predictable, but I just don't think there's anything that Dallas can't do. And I feel the same way about Philly, but I do think Dak is a, is a little bit more of a complete quarterback at, at all levels of the field. Yeah. Like Hertz is playing obviously very well this year, but yeah. 
I trust Dak a little bit more over the middle of the field and, and in quick game a little bit more than I trust Hertz. And I think that's what you saw today with that's, the Eagles. Yeah, is, that's is, not, Hertz, you know, Hertz missed a lot over the middle. Yeah, he so. just doesn't throw it there a lot. And that's not necessarily like... It's not it, the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but it's a nice... When when there's like a, a clear heat map of, of where the, the ball gets thrown and there's like you know, a clear cold spot over the middle, you know, that's, that's a weakness. And I just don't think Dak really has anything like that. You know, obviously he's not perfect, but he's damn good. And there's nothing with Dak that really sticks out to me as like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's terrible at this, you know, or, or he doesn't do that. He can't do this. And with Hertz, there's still a couple things where I'm like, you know, you kind of create your own pressure sometimes and you don't really throw it over the middle of the field. Like really accurate, got much better against the blitz, like much better deep ball this season and, and can run it. But he's got a couple couple more weaknesses than Dak does even still. And that's kind of what that combined with the defense in the front seven makes me makes me prefer Dallas a little bit. But McCarthy, that's <laughs> McCarthy. Yeah. I know what you are. I know who you are. You may, <laughs> I know what you are. I know what you are, McCarthy. But. As opposed to Sirianni might be the coach of the year. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that you can talk all you want about Jalen Hurts opening things up with his legs, but if his big argument is like everything is available to you when he's on the field, I think that's tough to make when the throwing over the middle of the field is never going to be quite right for them. Uh, whether or not that's just because of the problem with him or his size or whatever. Uh, I I agree somewhat. I think they kind of had a weird game today, and there's totally a world where they don't have two stupid fumbles. Right. And they fumbled the ball like four times, and they just lost it twice. On their field and, goal drive, they got inside the five, and then the ball went over Hertz's head and, and took him kind of out of easy touchdown yeah. range. Definitely a strange one. Yeah, and, and the Colts are not—they're not a terrible team, you know. It's it, the the run defense. The thing that killed them is the, the Colts' run defense is so good, so they mm-hmm. weren't having success running the ball well, um, at least outside of Hertz. So you, I, I think, I think overreacting to this game would be tough. But I also think, in its own right, saying the Cowboys maybe are your favorites over the Eagles is a fair take. But if you're saying that, I wouldn't say it over this one specific game. They did end up winning, you know. <laughs> and if the expectation is like they go out and they they only win by one, it's like, oh, that's a pretty good team if you're complaining yeah. about only winning by not enough. Oh yeah, I don't think the Eagles are there's going to be a lot of people who compare the Eagles to the to the 11 and 0 Steelers and and whatnot. I think the 11 and 0 Steelers pretty clearly had more limitations than this Eagles team does. I think pretty pretty clearly that was yeah. the case. And yes. they've run into some really nice defensive lines. I mean, last week, and we'll talk about Washington, they ran into Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and, and right. Marquez Sweat. And then this week, it's it's Grover Stewart, it's DeForest Buckner, who are a really good <laughs> defensive tackle pairing. So you take away what the Eagles, you know, you run into maybe the two best like run defenses in the league right now, well, outside of Tennessee, but two of the best defensive like tackle duos in the league right now can't quite move the ball on the ground like you can against most teams. And, you know, you kind of got to eke out wins and you have no Jordan Davis. He'll be back hopefully by the time the playoffs roll around. So definitely still a, a, a team I hold in a high regard in the NFC and, and one of the best yeah. teams in the league. But I, I just, this is mostly praise for Dallas and all the things they can do more than like, I think the Eagles are frauds because I don't. I just think they've got a couple more limitations than Dallas. And that's 
that's all I'm at. That's Maybe. where I'm at. Yeah, and Jordan Davis being out was big. But I think the other big thing for the Eagles today, you got to clean up the penalties. I mean, they had they had multiple drives where they were in like second and 30. Mm-hmm. Or like first and 25, like something ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, the occasional holding, you know, fine. You get you get a long, you know, drive that you need to convert. But that they had like two drives where they were in like first and 30. And I'm like that. I, I that is such a drive killer to to start that far back. It's just that kind of stuff cannot happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think honestly, then the thing that you're looking for in an Eagles Cowboys matchup is how can the Cowboys defend the run? And their run defense is really not that good. Yeah, they need to devote extra bodies in the box because the the Cowboys defensive tackles. Like the edges, obviously, when when if Micah Parsons is playing there, Dorrance Armstrong and Micah Parsons is playing off ball, like the edges are fine. But right down the middle, like their defensive tackle groups can be exposed. All right. And they spend a lot of time in single high structures with extra guys in the box because they know that like the numbers look good, but they also know that they have the personnel that can't hold up in light boxes. So the numbers are like pretty f- fine, but they're devoting more resources to defending the run than basically anyone else. So fine is kind of the floor. If you are doing that and your running numbers aren't good or they're below average, like then they really suck. So it, it definitely right. is possible against the Cowboys that the, the Eagles could just, you know, beat them to a pulp in the running game. It wouldn't shock me. But, uh, you know, same deal with the Cowboys to the Eagles, right? The Eagles haven't been... Um, the the number one run defense these past couple of weeks so yeah Their rushing defense i thought has been pretty good the last couple of weeks for the for the eagles yeah well last week they just had they just lost the time of possession by so much you know so like well, i don't know if they even necessarily did a terrible job of defending the run i just think washington ran it a lot and picked up i mean how many how many yards of carry was washington getting last game not a lot but it was they just like they had like crazy number of third downs. It was like they went twelve for twenty one on third down. Yeah, it's like I, I I get it, but I wonder if I don't know if if controlling the clock directly equates to we got run all over. Um, yeah. the The one thing I will say for the, for these two run defenses is they're both missing some pretty big pieces defensively. The Cowboys with Anthony Barr, um, and I don't know how much you you value him in the run game, but at least for the Eagles, Jordan Davis is huge. Missing Jordan Davis is huge for, you know, if you're looking at, well, their run defense isn't very good. Like when they get Davis back, it's going to be great again. Like, and despite that, they still did a good job defending the run today. I mean, yeah, yeah, they, it was, they, it was a pretty low EPA, a EPA per play and, and yards per attempt for, for, um, Jonathan Taylor today. So it, yeah, you're right. It wasn't a bad, performance from them uh against the run obviously they brought in Nadamik and Sue and Linval Joseph who played a lot and the the Colts have had games like this where even though everything is bad <laughs> like their <laughs> offense by no metric did their offense look good this happened against the Chiefs as well like they were still in a position to win the game because of like 
teams beating themselves, which the Eagles did with all the fumbles today and, and just some bad penalties that put them in first and yeah. impossible situations. So, yeah, I, I'm not panicking about the Eagles. This isn't a, an Eagles slander session, but yeah, I, I, I love the count. Like both of these teams, it wouldn't surprise me if this is an NFC championship game matchup, but, um, I'd be I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about the Eagle. <laughs> That'd be a great game. That would be a crazy one. <laughs> that would, that would be, be a great Cowboys versus Eagles to get into <laughs> the NFC championship. <laughs> It'd be sweet. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm probably rooting for. Yeah, that's that's of, the best know, case scenario. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if the Panthers um, are going to be making losing hope on that. <laughs> Brown, <laughs> Brown's AFC championship question mark. Oh. Yeah, Dude, their know. defense really is so bad. Man. <laughs> I, I, I think it would be interesting if we put grant delpit at full-time linebacker i have no strong opinion about that i'll be 1000 <laughs> percent with you i like your defense just sucks it does suck but like when delpit and if you had like delpit and koromoa in the box together i think that would be like a legitimate i think i think that would work horribly i think it would work better right than what small. it has been too but small. anyway <laughs> but, However, that's not, but anyway, that's not anyway, and, and, yeah, let's let's talk about Washington. That's that's a team that uh, has to get a little bit of respect. I feel like I don't think they're that serious, to be completely honest with you. I think they're. I don't think. I think they're a serious. I think their defense is serious. That's where yeah, I'm I'll at give with you that. that. I think their offense is just like Heineck. Here's they've got a good defense and they've got a winner at quarterback. <laughs> and those he two things wins. could get you out of the wild card round. That I will give you. But they would need to either finish above the Giants or the 49ers to make the playoffs, which is not impossible, especially if the Giants start to trail off here. But I, I just think offensively, they're not, I don't think they're that strong running the ball. And I think they've gone on a nice streak. Their run defense is very, very strong, uh, like we just talked about. Um, but I'm not really like I don't I don't feel like they're a frisky six and five team. I think they're a team that's should feel pretty happy to be six and five. They started off one and four, and since then they're five and one. Is that do I have that Jesus Christ? I think so. That's a tear. That is an absolute yeah. tear to be they beat okay, so let the teams that they they beat the Bears, they beat the Packers, they beat the Colts. Then they lost to the Vikings, beat the Eagles, and now beat the Texans. It's a really weird mix-up of games. I think they're going to end the year better than the Giants. I'll say that. I think they're going to catch the Giants. I think the Giants mm. are just completely talentless. Like, I'm sorry, Giants fans. Like, your roster is the cupboard is like bare it really is <laughs> and crazy as hell they're right now. injured got like no one healthy like how many players would be the best player on this giants team like jonathan allen like teron Payne. like there's a couple of them like even montez sweat there's three dudes in chase young when he comes back like i might take any of those guys like no disrespect to leonard well dexter lawrence i should dexter lawrence is better than a lot of those guys actually but uh man just in general like the the giants especially their offense really just doesn't have the horses to keep going i mean today versus detroit you know in madden when you guess run up the middle and everyone just like flies like upfield as <laughs> yeah, fast as yeah, possible yeah, no, sure. that's like what the lions were doing today they're like saquon fuck you and we're gonna stop <laughs> and every end around worked and every time daniel jones kept the ball there was like no one there but basically what the lions just said is how many times are you guys willing to 
do that. Like, how many times are you gonna are you just gonna let if they, they would have run it with Daniel Jones like 25 times today, the Giants probably would have won that game. And I think the bet the Lions were making is like they're not going to do that. They're just not going to. We're gonna let them run it like every time Daniel Jones touches the football or keeps the football. He's going to pick up 15 yards. We don't care. We're going to bet they only go to that a handful of times and yeah. survive. Yeah, they, and they were that, not losing to Saquon Barkley. Today. We're not losing. And Saquon didn't. I don't know if he had a single run that went over five yards today. His and longest were, carry was four. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Ridiculous. And then when they didn't have Barkley on the field or if it was just straight drop back and there was no play action or anything to bite on, they were just in cover one. And... They had nothing because they don't have any receivers. Kenny Galladay, I think, probably had their like. <laughs> he had a nice catch today, and the crowd like bur- erupted into to thunderous <laughs> it's like, it's like applause. Like the Ben Simmons free throw thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, they, Wandale Robinson in the flat, they did that a couple times, and and he had a hundred yards just by like running it ten yards out of the flat. But then even he snapped his ankle. So it's just like yeah, I mean, it's yeah. they're just if they selling out against four receivers the, on the field right now. Who would they be? You have no clue. I have no clue. I don't know who they would put right. out. Right. And it's not like, well, the Lions have special people on their defense that allows them to play no. this way. The Lions have the worst defense in foot. Everyone can sell out to defend Saquon Barkley and play cover one all of their other all of their other snaps. Like anyone can and, go do that. Anyone has the yeah. guys. And this is where you're gonna see Washington overtake the Giants. I actually here is so we, we were talking about the Giants need to be able to run the ball. And part of their problem was that they kind of got down so much that they didn't have a choice, and then that messed everything up, so mm-hmm. it made it very easy for the Lions. But next three games for Washington, Falcons absolutely need to run the ball. Giants, Giants. It's <laughs> it, a 9-5 and five Washington team is well within reach. Every year in the playoffs, there's the best defense in the league led by some, you know, mediocre quarterback they're just always around they're always around they're always in the in the playoffs like a couple years ago there is like philip rivers on a really good colts defense heineke himself has been the quarterback of these teams before um they're just if you have a really good defense you can win a bunch of games you just can't and you may not have a really high ceiling to go win a super bowl if your quarterback isn't like that unless your defense is like historically good but heineke one thing he does have is he will just throw it up to terry mclaurin who is like a top 10 wide receiver and his contested catch rate is like absurd and he's super fast and and good after the catch. like he's just a guy that you want to spam and wentz would not do it but Heineke will <laughs> Heineke will do it so yeah. he'll just like throw a bunch of jump balls to to McLaurin and that makes their offense good enough that they can win these these games because they're just going to shred everyone on defense and I think um, Kendall Fuller has been playing a good stretch of games here over these past couple weeks and Benjamin St. Just is a young player who is um, really really kind of stepped up now that he's playing outside so I I like Washington. Like I don't like them in terms of like, oh yes, this is a potential Super Bowl winning all time defense. No. Like I don't quite think of them like that. But you know they made the playoffs with Heineke before and and gave the Bucks their toughest challenge in all of 2020, right? Because their defense played so well and Heineke was just playing his little heart out. And I think they can do that again. And I buy the the high end talent on this roster more than I buy the high-end talent in 
in New York at this point with all their yeah. injuries. Like maybe if, if there ever was a point where I was like, well, with Thomas and, you know, they can overcome the the lack of wide receiver talent. But at this point with, with even more guys going down and their, their, their defense now even more depleted. Like, I just think it's too much to overcome no, as this the is, schedule this is starts opening to up, toughen up. This is opening up the perfect scenario for Odell to return home to the New York football giants. He is, not, <laughs> he is, he is not, he's going to go to the Cowboys, I, I think, or who else? Someone, I, I, he's going somewhere else. He just, it's Buffalo he, or the, Dallas the, at this point. You'd have to think the Odell to the giants thing. Maybe he does it because he's just that type of guy. And if he does, God bless him. But the Odell <laughs> to the giants thing, you're looking at it with the perspective of like, which one of these teams that he could possibly go to needs a receiver the most. And right. Odell is not looking at it like that. He does not care. He just, which team can I go to that? I'll be able to get on the field where I can actually go win a Super Bowl. That's yeah. what he cares about, and who's going to you know put me in the best situation? And it's just not the Giants right now. I'm afraid. Yeah, I think it will be the. I do think he he cares a lot about New York, um, the the Giants. I, I I feel like he's genuine when he said I I really wanted to bring that city a ring, and I I loved it there. I mean, it made him his his superstardom was at its highest when he was in New York, and because of that, and his connection with Von Miller, and maybe just the overall look of the team. I, I kind of think that Buffalo will be his final destination. He, I don't know if he'll betray all the Giants fan and go sign with Dallas. Um, yeah. And I also think maybe yeah. the, the cap situation makes a little bit more sense and, and the connections make a little bit more sense with, with Von Miller, who knows him well at this point, like in his ear. I do think Buffalo, is, which has been rumored for a long time, it's been, you know, the the spot everyone thinks he's been for a long time. They could use his help. It's not like they've got this big three at wide receiver, like, you know, Gabe Davis is a fine number two, but you know, Odell could, you'd rather have Odell. If yeah, you could. You'd rather have Odell and their third wide receiver is Isaiah McKenzie. And you, then you definitely rather have Odell. So I <laughs> still think he'll end up in Buffalo as much as he'll kind of mess around on Twitter. And, you know, he said the boys he, went crazy today. He's he, having a great, time he is having that. a grand old time on twitter.com messing with people. So I, I think that he likes Dallas. I think that he, you know, he, he likes kind of the idea and, and every player likes the, I think the allure of playing, you know, being a cowboy, right? It's, it's the biggest brand yeah. in the sport, but I do think the bills make a little bit more sense. And if I had to guess I, where he'd sign, I would, I would probably say Buffalo, but it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. That's what I would do. I think that's how you look at it, honestly. And you can get a pretty good idea of what Odell's going to do. If you were Odell Beckham, would you sign with the Giants or would you sign I mean, with the Bills? If I was Odell Beckham, I'd sign with the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd sign with the Packers. <laughs> I would I would not sign with the Panthers. I would sign with, with the Bills. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think I don't even know if the Browns I mean it would benefit from Odell, but the Browns receivers are kind of good. Actually, I don't Okay, this is this is getting off track, but in a hypothetical yeah. world where you're Odell Beckham, I don't know if you can go back to the Browns. <laughs> to be completely honest, yeah. it would be <laughs> Odell Senior, just like. Well, did no, you see the Suryat no, no, no. tweet where he said, "Like at Odell Beckham, oh, reply my, to like, reply to this if you." Or don't yeah. reply to this and if you're signing going. Cleveland. And Odell made sure to go out of his way <laughs> yeah. to say, that was, that was hey, really in funny. all caps. So uh, <laughs> I don't think Cleveland's on the table if you're Odell Beckham. 
junior. But uh, even even without Baker, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Dallas will overtake Philadelphia in the in the standings because Philadelphia is a couple no. games ahead. But there, I think they're the most dangerous, followed by Philadelphia. They're in the tier one in the NFC, and then I think you know. Washington is just annoying to play because they'll just beat your ass in the trenches on defense and just make your muck up your game plan and, you know, throw enough prayers to McLaurin that a couple will get converted and, and they'll win a couple games. So, <laughs> so they're just kind of like in the annoying tier. And then the Giants are like in the like, if we do everything right, we will beat this team because we're more talented. Do right? you think the Giants make the playoffs at this point? No, I, I think that they're about to totally. I, I mean, they got it was a buzzsaw today i mean they just ran right all all over them they shut them down they locked them up in man coverage and then detroit which is not exactly the cream of the like detroit's a you know a, a football team pointed in the right direction but if detroit's just gonna your longest run against the detroit football lions are is a four-yard run and they lock your ass up in man coverage like that's the worst defense in football that the, that they just there did are, that too. <laughs> there are eight teams in the NFL or in the NFC with that I would say are like right, I guess if you want to include the Falcons, we could say nine teams that are like in the playoff picture, and that's obviously Philly, the the division winners: Philly, Minnesota, Seattle, Tampa, and then you have Dallas at seven and three, New York at seven and three. Then you have the 49ers who will play tomorrow. They're five and four. And the Commanders who are six and five. And then the, the Falcons who are five and six. The Falcons are, the Bucks are winning that division. Yeah. Go ahead, lock it in. But is there a world in which the Falcons could overtake? Like, because no. I don't think. There is, I, I think I, I could see the argument for like, maybe they just somehow figure it out in the division and something like well, I drastic guess they, they happens to the Buccaneers. It. There is. No shot that they finish with a better record than the 49ers right. and Washington, I would think. I think that's incredibly be, unlikely at this it'd be, point. It I would really be just don't think they have the, That's another team where it's like, I like them and the coaching has been good. And that's what you were looking for this year. But they do not have the horses. They don't have the juice. Yeah. I think the they're last, a little bit more competitive. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, I'm just saying, I, I think they're a little bit more competitive than the worst teams they are like they really are, but it's just not, it's just a huge uphill battle for them because they just don't have the guys yet. Yeah. The last couple weeks for the giants, they lost to the Seahawks by two touchdowns. They beat the Texans by eight. Okay. Then they got blown out by the lions. Right. So they're not really on the upward trajectory here. And next, they've got Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. So that's basically it's, a bunch of the top teams in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like, and the NFC is bad. I don't know if anyone, maybe that someone won't catch them. Maybe they'll split with the with the commanders and beat the Colts or something. And they'll, they'll finish with nine wins and, and make the playoffs at nine and eight. It's, it's very possible, but like this, this team just is going to fade. It's going to fade pretty hard. So I haven't looked at everyone's schedules. I haven't projected exactly where, where everyone in the NFC winds up at the end of the day. But if someone catches the giants, I will be completely and totally 
unsurprised. I guess that's what I'll say. I think the Falcons are a better football team at this point. I don't know if they'll catch him in terms of record, but I think right. there's a couple teams. I think the Lions, honestly, from top to bottom, like showed it today. They're a better football team than the Lions, than the Giants are at this point. They've got more talent. Uh, and, and it's okay. It's okay that the Giants are this way, right? It is okay. This was supposed to be, they're totally overperforming this year, right? This was a rebuilding year. Evaluate your talent. You've, you, you know you've got the right guy at head coach now, right? You know you've got yeah. that guy. That's one the piece GM, of the, the GM, you think you've got the right guy. Um, right. So that's all that matters. If you've got the right guy to build the team up and to coach the team, all of these players are going to be gone soon. It doesn't matter. It's okay. They. It was yeah. exciting for them to even be in this position. But at the end of the day, the... You know, you, you, it's it's not your core. This is not your core yeah. that you're playing with. This is not your future for the you most part. You will need to get a quarterback at some point, though. As many of you may know, I live in Ohio, but I also love my boy De'Aaron Fox, and he plays in Sacramento. And, you know, that used to be a huge pain for me because... I don't always get to watch their games in my area, but this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost, and it's called ExpressVPN. Here is how it works. The NBA offers NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online, but if you live in the U.S. or Canada... It doesn't let you watch all of them. Some of the games are blacked out. So what do you do? You fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Buy and use the NBA League Pass from there and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for the whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, consoles, Fire TV, you can watch them from any device. So even when I'm not watching the NBA, I use ExpressVPN all the time for stuff like Netflix or Disney Plus to access thousands of extra shows that are only available in other countries' libraries. So make sure you enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in high definition with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. And today you can use our special link and get three months free at expressvpn.com slash stay hot. Then you can use ExpressVPN to sign up for NBA League Pass at such a huge discount. That is expressvpn.com slash stay hot for three months free with a one year package. Expressvpn.com slash stay hot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. It's worth talking about the New York quarterback situation, both ah. for the Jets 
and the Giants. Um, because as of right now, I mean, we'll talk about the Giants in a second, but the Jets, it's bad. <laughs> Wilson has been, there's there's real levels to just like this guy either is or isn't the dude. And I think with the Jets, it's like, it, it, it's compounded by a few things. It's like, number one, Wilson is just like, they did nothing on offense. I understand the Patriots have a fantastic defense, but his number of good games is just so low. And the rest of the team around him is so good. The, the waiting another year is maybe, maybe not in the cards if he keeps playing like this for the rest of Zach, the season. Zach Wilson, I think, generates zero respect from NFL defenses. I, I think he's going to, this is like the Rosen treatment. Rarely <laughs> does a team ever give up on a quarterback before three years. That is like the baseline. And this is one of those rare situations, not for the same reason as Rosen. This is one of those situations where it's like, if they had even like a backup out there, if they had Flacco out there, you could argue who is 37 years old. The offense was better. You should say they would be a lot more competitive. So I, I what what do you guys, I, I've been looking into it a little bit. What do you guys think the Jets should do at quarterback if Wilson keeps playing poorly? Well, I'm a little bit more lean. I think going forward, my, my philosophy with quarterbacks is going to change a little bit. And I'm going to be a little bit more lenient with them because at first I was like, well, Mahomes was great his first year as a starter. Lamar was great his first year. Herbert, great his first year as a starter. Like if any of them aren't great right away, like let's like we know. All right. But with this season, Tua has been playing well. Uh, Gino has been playing well. Who else? Um, Daniel Jones has been playing well. Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones has been playing better. Daniel Jones has been playing. okay. Jalen Hurts. This is like, I would say, really his second season actually starting. Gino is a particularly weird one. And Tua was all hurt. Like Tua had played like a full season's worth of games. There's some guys who have definitely showed out a little bit more, but I still think it holds true that if by the end of your second season, you are not on the right path. If you're throwing negative, whatever yards in the second half of a game and the rest of the team around you is also very good, which is not something that you can say necessarily for some of those other guys, then it's like, dude, it's really hard to stick with you for another right. year. Look, yeah. Zach is, but yes, I agree. Zach Wilson, you should start over. But in the future, I, I have seen the success of some guys who, you know, struggled in their second year a little bit or whatever and still turned it around. So in the future, like in non Zach Wilson cases, I think I'm going to be a little bit more lenient. But for Zach Wilson, that dude is, it's done for him. And it brings well, me no greater pleasure to say that. And you, I, everyone knows, I think, who listens to this podcast that of all the Zach Wilson believers, I'm at the always I've always been at the very bottom of that list. In my initial breakdown of him, in my initial scouting report that I retweeted today, I called him a, a fifth round talent. I've never liked him. I always thought it was a, a total disaster waiting to happen. And he was people talk about COVID merchants all the time and like, Oh, it happened during the COVID season and it didn't count. And a lot of it is about like, like a ring that, NBA an, player. And, and yeah, like a particular NBA team based in Los Angeles is usually where it gets <laughs> referred to, but it's like there, they were still playing other NBA teams when they won their ring, right? Everyone dealt with the same set of circumstances, right? Same thing with the Buccaneers when they won the, the, the championship that year. Like it's tough to say it was a, a real Mickey Mouse team because they were still playing NBA, NFL talent. 
Zach Wilson and BYU was, were the only real COVID merchants because they got taken out of Pac-12 play and played the biggest scrubs that college football has to offer for a season. And that was the literally only time that Zach Wilson showed out. And it, they tricked, he tricked everyone. Oh my God. He's, is he Steph Curry? Is he going to be the Steph Curry of the league? He's just like Rodgers. He's just like Mahomes. Holy shit, how many times did we hear that leading up to the draft after his pro day, throwing on literally air? People were like, is this the greatest pro day performance of all time? Like, shut the... <laughs> Who cares? The, dude? Dick okay. writing, the dick riding was pretty crazy. I can't It was lie. pretty crazy <laughs> with the Mahomes comparisons and the, you know, well, he's way better than Lawrence. He's actually better than Lawrence. He's better than Fields. He's better than everyone. He's QB1 in this class. Like... He people got fell for it hook line and sinker man and if you really watch the tape of <laughs> and Zach particularly Wilson, the Jets I mean it's easy to forget it's easy to forget that uh, not only was he the second overall pick but the Jets knew like two months in advance they were just like we're taking him and we're not we're not considering anything else and Lawrence will go one and Z- Wilson will go two yes it, yeah so I had no belief in him before like before now and a lot of people did and. And the other thing to consider is just the the off the field stuff with him, and and he seems to. I mean, John of, John Franklin Myers is liking tweets mm-hmm. criticizing Wilson's leadership, and there's like hit the the quote today where he's like, "Do you think the Bills let the offense down?" And he said, "Or do you think not the Bills? Do you think the offense left the defense down?" Which obviously they did, and he just said, "Nope." And it's kind of a leading question. Like, it's a bad question by the reporter because. You know, it's something that then off. He's not going to be like, oh, well, maybe he should. But a lot of the times, guys aren't just going to be like, oh yeah, the offense sucked. But there are ways to avoid that question and say like, yeah. the defense did a great job, man. Like it's so easy. Like if they yeah. asked me that, that I had that, just that is, that is a yeah, that is a question where you just take personal responsibility. That's, like, yeah, that's did, that's easy. And even if you don't well. want to like say like, oh yes, we suck today because, for whatever reason, because that's bad optics too. You can say like, yeah, the defense, all the respect in the world to them, they balled out. They they had a, an amazing performance, and we got to do better. We got to do better as an offense to reward that type of performance. Bang, done, over with. No one ever hears anything about that question. But to say like, no, no, we didn't let him down at all. And then the defense is like liking yeah. tweets that are like, actually, yes, you did. <laughs> it's all of a sudden no one likes Zach Wilson. All of a sudden the defense really doesn't like Zach Wilson. And, you know, he's not to get too far into his personality because I'm at a distance. He is kind of like a trust fund, like really rich BYU kid. And I remember at the draft when, when he was standing alongside like Greg Rousseau and Jamar Chase, who were like throwing up gang signs. He looked like really scared. (laughs) He's just like, I don't know if he inspires leadership. Like, I don't know if he's an expiring figure to, to lead your team forward. I really don't. He just kind of seems like your average, like kind of barstool frat boy. And that's just not exactly. And when you're kind of shifting blame and shifting responsibility, and that's just kind of the way you carry yourself. I can really see him being annoying. (laughs) If you're Quinn Williams or whatever. I kind of think that doesn't matter at all to be completely honest with you. No, I, I, the the whole like quarterback personality stuff is blown so out of proportion. Ultimately, 
if you play good, it does not matter. And if you play bad, it does not matter. If he was tearing it up, it would make no difference whether or not he answered that press conference, yes or no, and vice versa. It's it's just like, like you know, are we, you know, Tom, like, for instance, Tom Brady, right? He gets super pissed and, and freaks out a lot on the sideline. If he was, lo- if he sucked and he did that, people would be like, look, he's not a leader. But he wins, so it's actually his competitive drive, you know? <laughs> If if Wilson balled out and then they lost and still somehow the offense did bad and he answered that question, no, people would think it was badass. So I, I think ultimately it just comes down to we can't get it done on the field. Uh, yes, absolutely. But if Heineke had a game like that, people that would truth Pete that. Heineke wouldn't like the team would still like him. <laughs> like there just wouldn't be yeah. unnecessary drama or, you know, maybe you're more willing to bench him and put Flacco on the pedestal like but but it is important to have your teammates like you, and I'm really not sure. And if, with the Elijah Moore stuff, dude, dude, Elijah Moore hates Garrett his Wilson ass. Say something today. He Am said I something. He, he said something I could like be totally wrong. He said this. He said this offense doesn't seem to have much faith in the wide receivers. I think that we deserve. Tr- to have their trust, but I guess they feel differently is like, he said something along those lines. Like they don't seem to trust the wide receivers and Garrett Wilson isn't stupid. They don't not trust the receivers. They don't trust the quarterback. <laughs> right. Right. But that's, right. I think almost a little bit of a, of a shot. I, I can definitely read into that a little bit of as a shot. I think that's like, well, Flacco, they trusted the wide receivers when Flacco is there. Like, why don't they, they were trust throwing the receiver? It 50 times a game. They, <laughs> they were, were throwing, throwing it. He was putting up crazy numbers with Flacco. So I, I I think the team would welcome Flacco's return. I think the coaching staff might welcome Flacco's return. He could execute basic shit. Like, I mean, you had Zach Wilson. He had a, he had a throw into the flat to Braxton Berrios. Yep. There's no pressure, no pressure at all. Like all day to throw, yeah. Barrios was standing there like this. Thing flew Failed. six feet over Barrios's head. Um, the pick to the near pick to to Devin McCourty, like dude was open. Hey, just to, nobody, just, just to no one, to no one. Yeah, yeah. he threw a, he threw a wide open pass to the defense. Hey, he, I'll give him that <laughs> to the defense. <laughs> yeah, so. Look, when he gets his feet right and when the first read is open, like he's a good natural thrower of the football. The release looks nice. That's why his his pro day looks so good is like he can like physically throw a ball and make it look pretty. And when the first read is open and there's no pressure, like he can do it. But if literally anything goes wrong, I mean, if you can get pressure on Zach Wilson, you've won. If you move him off his spot, you have won the down. Yeah. It is over. He never punishes you ever for it. He is by far the worst quarterback in the league under pressure. And yeah, that's that's all. It, just one thing going wrong, and he is like, you've won as a defense, it, and you're just waiting for the ball to come directly to you. And It's crazy. We, we t- yeah. Matt, you talked about like, the rest of the offense, there wasn't really anything going on. They couldn't really run the ball today either. I think when you, when you're playing Zach Wilson, it's just no respect. It's just we are just we will just key in on the run. We just like we just do not like. It's like the Saquon Barkley thing, right? It's like we will I just like 
It's like, but the opposite. It's like, and instead of we won't let Saquon beat us, it's like, you know what, Zach Wilson, try. Like, go right. for it. Because we, we, like, we know you can't do it. And, and this and team would the- be so good with a good quarterback. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, like, it their would. defense is ridiculous. They had, like, six, seven sacks today, something like that. And Quinn Williams had one. Franklin Myers had one. Huff had one. Lawson had one. Like, they've just got this deep stable of dudes who can win. And they don't need to rush more than four and they still get home because they've got just so yeah. many guys who they can rotate. They're always fresh. The front seven is so good. Sauce and and um, Hall, they're so good. Or Reed, DJ Reed, they're so good. And yeah, everything, Mosley was balling out today. It is an elite defense. Garrett is like very, Garrett Wilson is very clearly extremely he's electric. So he's good. so good. <laughs> he's so, he's good. so good. I mean, when they had Hall and even now, they still have two very solid backs in, in James Robinson and Michael Carter. And I, I still like Elijah Moore. Corey Davis is like a decent piece, but oh, Garrett Wilson can truly be like, like man if you dropped him in if if the chargers took him like holy shit dude he would be i mean <laughs> he would be taking these curl routes to the to the house dude like <laughs> it would be i think he'd have the rookie of the, the offensive rookie of the year race like wrapped up right now with the amount of talent that he has but and you see it in some games where he's making crazy catches and juking and moving differently than everyone out there on the field but you know, they, they, they can't utilize it. They can't pass. And, um, yeah. I mean, Saul this, is this fed up. Was... He said it's dog shit is how he described <laughs> the offense. And yeah. they asked him if there was like any, did, he said, there was like, was there ever any good moments from the second? Was there like a moment where you're like, oh, that's a spark. Let, let, let's build on that. And he's like, nope, there's nothing good. And, and everyone is fed up with it. And like the offensive line isn't that good, right? They've been banged up. They've been shuffling around. They don't have any superstars on that line. And, you know, maybe if they had a great line, Zach Wilson would look better, but that's true of every quarterback. It's not bad enough that he, he can't, no one could overcome it. Right. This is, you know, Justin Fields has a bad team around him, right? He looks better. Lawrence looks, looks better. He looks hundred times better. <laughs> Lawrence, like, <laughs> Lawrence looked better last year with Urban Meyer <laughs> than Zach Wilson does this year with you know Lafleur and and Garrett Wilson and even Brees right. Hall for part of it and and the other running backs. Like Lawrence, honestly, on tape looked better last year with all the disasters and all the you know things going wrong than Zach looked in his second year, and everyone has passed it, him. If you miss this game, these are some like absolutely remarkable uh, stats. Okay, the the Jets held the Patriots to thirteen first downs, which is like really good. That's a really good defensive performance. The Patriots held the Jets to six combined nineteen first downs. That is less than almost every single team had today individually. That is like completely unhinged. Uh, the Jets had 2.1 yards per play. Like laugh, la- laughably bad. It's, it's rough. It is. It is some of the worst performance. I mean, Theo, you're talking, Mac Jones got sacked six times, and that's another quarterback that we might need to have a discussion about. I is, think even today, like, 
at least Mac Jones looked good last year. Like you can't even say that for Wilson, yeah. who looked like way worse than Mac last year. And at least in this game, you know, Mac wasn't doing anything down the field and he was he was taking sacks and you know, he doesn't doesn't maybe have the arm to bail himself out of bad situations, but at least he was accurate, right? He didn't <laughs> he wasn't right. sailing throws into the flat six feet over guys' heads. He was I think he had like a ridiculous completion percentage in this game. It's just he couldn't do anything but dink and dunk. But even that is like, well, I'll take that yeah. over. Yeah, Jones over did go Wilson, Wilson who probably should have thrown like two or three picks today and and just yeah. was missing some really easy passes. Zach, the, the Jets offense punted. The most crazy stat is the Jets offense punted more times than Zach Wilson completed a pass. When you're targeting NFL wide receivers, people are going to point to drops and everything. If you are targeting NFL wide receivers and you complete less than 50% of your passes, that's on you. Like that is that is on you, dog. Like I can't help you at that point. No ex- like I have no so, excuses for you. So Zach Wilson was bad. I think yeah. we've <laughs> we, fairly established. We're, we're we're just running through to make sure. <laughs> well, he, he hasn't played great. And it's to the point where you could point to probably about 40, 50 different quarterbacks who totally changed things for the Jets. So if you're the Jets, what are you doing at quarterback? <sighs> it's a tough question. I mean, I they're a team, so I would rather have Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I would rather have anyone, man. I'd rather have Levis. I'd rather have I'd rather have Stroud. Baker? Stroud is a player that I'd rather have Bo Nix. I'd rather have <laughs> like I'd rather have anyone, man. Like I just don't I like I said, I, I just didn't value Zach Wilson as a prospect at all. Like he may have been a guy you take on date like late day two based on his traits but like when i go through quarterbacks and i give anyone like a second round grade even i would i would rather have a guy like that i would rather have a guy like on the ritter tier the picket tier like i've i honestly considered malik willis and, and zach wilson like very very similar in their in their like playing style and and the kind of quarterbacks do you, do you they know were who zach wilson really is He's Johnny Manziel. He's Johnny Manziel, right? So he's he's Johnny Manziel, but I think Johnny Manziel honestly had better arm talent, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> but like, I, I think they've got a lot of options I, I, because if you draft Anthony Richardson, that just can't you cannot roll out with Anthony Richardson, Zach Wilson, and thirty-eight-year-old Joe Flacco as your quarterback room. That will just not end the way you want it to. And I like Richardson; like I see the vision. That is going to take some time. And right. your team is so good right now. And it's like all the quarterback options in free agency are just a little bit unrealistic is what kills them. It's like Geno, Seahawks aren't letting him walk. Right. Raven or Lamar, Ravens are not letting him walk. Yeah. Brady, I, <laughs> who he's, I, he's I would say it's fairly he, unlikely, but if he doesn't retire, I, well, he's not going to be back in Tampa next year. Like he's, he's not going to be back in Tampa next year. He is either walking and going somewhere else or he is retiring, probably retiring. But if he doesn't retire, 
I would offer it's Brady not, a bag. I would totally it's offer not a bag. Unthinkable. It's not totally unthinkable. You can see with the other two, it's like, well, he's getting franchise tag. It's like Gino's no getting franchise tag. Lamar's way. getting franchise tag. Absolute worst case scenario. Brady, there's a world where he walks and there's a world where he picks the Jets. That yes. is true, but I'd say that's fairly unlikely. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, the, the whole Jacoby Brissett uh carousel you could you could ride that again it looks like taylor Tyrod heineke taylor <laughs> taylor heineke, heineke is a is a free agent next year oh, gardner Minshew is a free agent Minshew, next year Min- Minshew mania i can i can <laughs> oh see coming gosh. i had that i have that on my list right here i think <laughs> i think what will happen i think they take another shot at a quarterback in the draft if they don't get anybody anything going in free agency like unless they really hit the jackpot really? because if they're yeah, I mean, I, I I don't even think it's debatable. If if Wilson looks like this for the rest of the year, your options are either land something ridiculous in free agency that's incredibly unlikely, or you're signing a guy who is like backup level and will be better, but will eventually catch up with you, and that's it. Or you take another how quarterback. Many, I think how you many quarterbacks quarterback. do you think go in the first round? <sighs> Hard to say for now, but there's probably... There, I bet four. I have four to five. There's there are guys who are worth taking in the later first round. Maybe that would be my, my that's my only concern. Is that. There's Richardson like, and Hooker, who now I guess just towards. Well, I'm not taking sucks. Hooker yeah. in the and first Levis. round, man. He's out. He's going to miss his rookie season. He's already yeah. 25. By the time he makes his debut, he could Ooh. be 26 years old. And by the time his rookie deal is up, he'll be 30. Like you've got to be. It's 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 a tough one. But if if Richardson or Levis falls to them, I'd think about it. Otherwise, you are like. Your number one problem is quarterback by a country mile. The rest of the team is sick and you're just going to do nothing at it. I just cannot see that happening. They could definitely be a, tr- a team that prizes Stroud too. They, they might be a bear, a bear situation a little bit where maybe teams cool on Stroud. And I, I think it's valid to cool on Stroud. I'm I not going to be a big, yeah. I'm not going to be a big Stroud fan coming into this year because I think his creation ability is just, it's, he's just not creative. He's just a, a statue is going to, you know, he's really accurate and, and all that, but not really someone who I think get t- turn a bad supporting cast around. But if you're the, and if other teams think this, and I think they might, I think Stroud who is being mocked to number one all over the place. I, I really don't think that's going to be the case come draft time. I think his game is really no. going to get picked apart, but much like fields at Ohio state, he fell to like 10, that might put the Jets in range to trade up just like mm-hmm. the Bears did. And mm-hmm. like they are Gotta a team. Wilson. Right. They're a team with Stroud who's going to get marked as this like Mac Jones esque pro ready quarterback who's just very like his. I mean, his accuracy at times can be crazy. So if you can get that offensive line a little bit better. And if you don't like, and if no one likes Wilson in the locker room and the coach has lost his trust and he's just going to lose his head every time there's pressure, you know, then maybe you put in Stroud, who's, who's not going to sail a, a pass five yard over Tyler Conklin's head and right into the arms of uh, of Devin McCourty. He's not going to miss um, Bar- Braxton Berrios in the flat. Like maybe the Jets are the are the team that feels comfortable ending Stroud's fall because all they need is 
they're, maybe they, we're sick of the creator. All right. We just had the guy right. who runs around and, and throws it up there. Like we're sick yeah, of that. Let's get the like, opposite. Let's get the total opposite <laughs> and CJ Stroud and, and just have the guy who is more than happy to just stand there and throw it to the guy we want him to throw it to and, and deliver it on time and accurately. Like that's Stroud's game. That's like all it is. But Wilson, I mean, there are times where he just like the first thing is covered and he just starts heading about 10 yards backwards to, you know so i could i could see that that i could definitely see that but i i I like i like that take and i I would like that i'm not high on stroud but i also think that pretending like if he doesn't go to a situation that's a little bit better that he probably wouldn't be pretty good out out of the gate is wrong he could definitely be he he could definitely be the jets tua right where tua is a guy who threw you know isn't going to be a creator right Tua is never going to be the guy to run around and and gun it all over the yard like justin herbert but tua is a guy where all right he's you get mcdaniels there you get tyreek hill you, you get this team that you like and tua is you know very very accurate in the short and inter he throws with great touch in the short and intermediate area and you know is going to hit those crossing routes on time he'd love nothing more than to just get the ball out of his hands and operate this on time and and accurately like stroud can be the jets tua maybe and if the if the jets get shredded it'll be a really interesting matchup at the end of the year this this dolphins offense versus the the jets defense but you know, maybe they'll look at the success of Tagovailoa and Tagovailoa in in Miami and say, like, you know, Stroud can be our Tua because I think that those two are are somewhat comparable in terms of how I think they they win in the NFL. If you gave the Jets a Mac Jones rookie season, oh yeah, that, Mac Jones would make this team a lot. Look, Mac Jones is not useless like we saw his rookie season that when he's yeah. confident and understands what's going on, like. You know he's he he can sling it a little bit this year. I think with the the offensive coordinator change and and whatnot, I think it's just been a little bit of a disaster for him. And I think yeah. now he's in his own head. But if you got like a confident Mac Jones, if you got a rookie year Mac Jones who is like comfortable with the with the playbook, and you know maybe doesn't feel the well, it wouldn't work with Zach Wilson there. But you know Bailey's happy <laughs> breathing down his yeah. neck and maybe the the desire to separate himself by trying to run someone over or whatever he's doing. Bailey Zappi might be better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> I take him, man. I take anybody over Zach Wilson, dude. I think he's the worst. <laughs> like, I really just do not like any oh, backup. Man. I just don't think is going to sell the game like Zach Wilson does. But like, yes, if you could get him your own Mac Jones, like I really think this team had to have a high ceiling, like, cause the defense yeah. is just so good. And, and Garrett Wilson is just, I think going to be so good. So yeah, Stroud, Mac Jones, that like zappy. I don't care. <laughs> Bridgewater. Mac I don't know. Well. Just <laughs> give someone who's not going to fuck up. Who just like knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Zach Wilson can be replaced by literally any quarterback <laughs> at any level. <laughs> yeah. Middle school. <laughs> um, I just but. saw a tweet that, um, Chad Kelly is balling in Canada in the Grey Cup tonight. Oh, Get him God. in here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't I care that Hendon that... Hooker tore his ACL. Put him in. The... <laughs> yeah, let's get Matt Corral off the IR. Matt Corral, yeah. 
Dude, I, I really think if the Panthers go quarterback high, Corral gets moved somewhere. There are so many teams where you're like, they absolutely must have a quarterback the this Jets. season, and they're just get, not that. I guess that's Matt true Corral to year. the Jets, dog. <laughs> you don't think, I think they would trade? I think Zach Wilson was kind of my Corral compared. He kind of reminded me of Zach. Uh, I think Corral I think Corral's better. I can't lie. He might be. I, I don't know, man. Corral is. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I Look, I, I understand the odds of Corral working out are like, nothing but like when it comes to Wilson he's got this horrible combo of like again he cannot like once you get him off his spot it's over and he instantly moves off his spot whenever given a chance (laughs) and it's like you can say Corral has some similarities but like no one no one plays like that in the NFL we've been talking so and Wilson could you know look a little bit better than he did today he's had better games I don't want to say all of this about Wilson oh my god but like (laughs) we really just ripped this dude to shreds the pocket (laughs) presence is not there and that's like I I think arguably like the number one thing you're looking for for in quarterback outside of like being able to throw the ball hard yeah 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 so yeah i mean it's not to talk about the i have no desire to talk about the panthers but i don't think corral i'll say this i'll say this corral is not going to be anyone's opening day plan nor should he be i'll say i'll say that about the carolina panthers they should he should not prevent you from taking a quarterback high Unless maybe that quarterback is CJ Stroud, who I think would not Corral. be there's, taking there's a hypothetical QB world in where this class. he won't be anyone's <laughs> opening day plan, but there is very much a world where the Panthers roll in with a bridge quarterback for four <laughs> games and then goes to Corral. That I is, hope not. That is possible. <laughs> Me neither, but it's possible. Yeah, I hope but not. Trade I for that. Ritter. Trade a first for Ritter. <laughs> you know I'm Trade. on board, man. I'm on board. You know, like, <laughs> the, who, is, who says no? A first for Ritter. Um, I would say this. I would say Carr would be a quarterback that could potentially get moved with, with his contract is not difficult to move. And, you know, they're going to have a pretty high pick. But I, I really don't know if Carr is movable because of the Devante. locker room Devontae Adams situation and the fact that Devontae I, is there for Carr. I, I, here's, you keep saying this. What would he do? It's like we just traded Derek Carr. <laughs> oh well, I'm gonna, I'm going home. Like, well, no, <laughs> I'm tired of this contract, grandpa. big bro. Like, it's that's too this is, this is the car. It's very. I don't know what he would do, but it seems like he could do something. I don't know. He left. He left the Packers. Yeah. I saw him do that. <laughs> so was like, I feel like he could, possible. But he was also, you know, a free agent. And his his option was the franchise tag or a trade. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly what he would do. Car getting moved might be the best move for for both sides. Whether that be the like if the Jets could go get Car, they would like man, what could this offense be with even a Derek Carr tier quarterback? I think they could be a an a, they could get to the AFC Championship game for sure with Derek yeah. Carr. So maybe that's something you offer if if you end up with like a wild card ish first round pick that might be worth that swap but it really does feel like the Raiders are closer on paper than their record suggests and they just brought in Adams and the owner has been like we're running this all back next year like multiple times so yeah I don't know how realistic it is but I it's something to keep an eye on yeah you could save 30 million by moving off of car it's I would do it it's (laughs) 
I would, I guess I would do it. It's thinkable. It's extremely thinkable. And Brady too. Brady is really something to watch out for. I I think Brady is still a good quarterback. I still think Brady is. is like a good quarterback right now. So if he, you know, if he doesn't have a, his wife's not going to divorce him if he retires anymore. So, and you know, maybe he just thought the Bucks sucked and wanted to retire to get off away from Arians. All right. That, that I remember the timing of Arians retiring and Brady unretiring was very, you know, suspect, suspect. And maybe, you know, that was the only thing the retirement was. So maybe it's not a, a sure thing that, um, Brady retires at the end of this season because maybe it was a play last offseason. So I could see Brady on the Jets. I could see Brady in New York. I could see Carr in New York. I, I, I think it's possible. I think it's, I think very it's possible too. Brady really this, trying to solidify his goat case, not just especially for now. if they make the playoffs like and he's seen the future. If he ends this, in like top ten range for all the quarterback stats, and they go to the playoffs and they lose because the Bucks aren't that good, and he says, "Well, let me go." Same thing he did in New England. Like, well, the Buck yeah. we ran that team collapsed. I'm going to the Jet. I'm going to play with Garrett Wilson. He's going to coax. Mike Evans to come play there and leave the Bucks in total disarray. <laughs> and you got Mike Evans oh, and Garrett God. Wilson in this defense. He's, Mike Evans like, is the new when, Gronk. You know, <laughs> well, he Gronk doesn't, will unretire for Gronk the will time. obviously <laughs> unretire. He'll go play in New England in the Northeast again. Oh, God. I, <laughs> and this, this, is, this is our path to Kyle Trask starting day one <laughs> yeah. next year. And Kyle Trask, the great quarterback. He, Anthony Richardson, we the future is now. Anthony Richardson backing up Kyle Trask, the Florida duo. Um, no, yeah. Kyle Trask is just going to win MVP. That's the reality. <laughs> it's um, all but, happening. It's, but, it but, sets but, up Jameis Winston's return oh, uh, back God. to <laughs> back oh, to Tampa. We've gone full circle at this point, but I think that pretty much wraps things up for us. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, if you need a synopsis of this show, it's basically the NFC East is ridiculous. It's a total buzzsaw, except for the Giants that are collapsing. And then uh, the Jets are going to have Derek Carter, Tom Brady next year. That, that's that's the that's the synopsis of the show. But yeah. as always, tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. Again, we'll be doing our YouTube live to recap the Sunday night and Monday night games talk about some other stuff with you guys and then of course our, our my live. in-depth breakdown of the usa the men's national team versus gareth bale yeah. and wales oh, yeah. is actually yeah, what's gonna sure. happen yeah yeah absolutely that's that's what we're gonna talk about i've got to work on my british uh, accent as i try to break <laughs> into the yeah golf golf golf, golf. <laughs> <the Jets. laughs> oh god every 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 quarterback to the jets at this point <laughs> Um, Let them all have yeah, a we'll, big battle royale we'll and our, devote like 32 <laughs> roster spots to it in uh, we'll, in preseason next year. Good God. <laughs> we'll, we'll do our we'll do our YouTube live to recap Sunday night and Monday night football. And that'll actually serve as our quote unquote Thanksgiving episode. We will not be recording an episode to release on Thursday, um, but we will do an amp live on Wednesday. Uh, roughly around the same time as we do on Thursday, we'll tweet out or put in the chalkboard to let you guys know. That is the AMP app on Amazon where we'll talk about Game of the Week, Stay Hot Lock, stuff like that. But until next time, from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will catch you all on the Flippity Flop.
only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.